Lore Friendly episode 104. We have a special guest today, the one and only Jessica Osborne. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? It's been a while, but we had important business that we need to take care of. We need to talk about fire. <laughs> yes, emblems. yes, because I, I need somebody I can talk to talk to about fire emblem. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my friends are simultaneously playing and we don't want to spoil each other so it's very difficult uh, <laughs> yes. have they chosen different houses Is yes there, uh, yes uh, i am blue lions through and through i was ride or die yeah, ride or die blue lions <laughs> dimitri is my boy uh, I was tempted for approximately 30 seconds the first moment i met claude and he was so charming i was oh, flustered yes. beyond belief um <laughs> and almost strayed but i stayed true and true true blue <laughs> For Dimitri, so <laughs> that's my route. That seems to be the consensus on Twitter. I've, I haven't seen too many Claude stands on Twitter. I see a lot of Dimitri people. I, but. We can talk more in depth about this later, but I have noticed very specific ways to portray your love for your respective favorite house leader. <laughs> and it all has, there's a pattern to it. <laughs> yes. Like, I haven't played through Golden Deer, but he was definitely the one I think that I would most enjoy in real life. Mm -hmm. I think in, like, my first impression, like, I was like, okay, Claude, Dimitri, Edelgard, I'm going to pick the cute, like, moon-haired Targaryen mm -hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to join this house. <laughs> well, it was not only that. I like Dorothea and I like yeah, yeah. um, Linhart, yeah, yeah. but, like, a month in, I'm like, oh, my God, I I've Jon Snowed myself. <laughs> I'm like McQueen, McQueen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after like, um, not to get too spoilery, but you know, after the story progresses, you're kind of just like, mm -hmm. w what have I gotten myself into, oh. Claude? Claude, oh. I want. Oh, definitely. Yeah. See, like, uh, the thing. Okay, here's the thing I have noticed about the respective stands of the respective house leaders. Mm -hmm. Edelgard, everyone is like gung ho about their their beloved axe empress and will follow her into the fires of hell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because she's a yeah. Badass. I also was yeah. I was interested in the the mythology and the lore of like the old house. You know that this was something that was mm -hmm. ancient and like mm -hmm. mystical and mysterious mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like for Claude, you have like every everybody just loves Claude because he's like the fun guy. He seems like the least yeah, the yeah. least damaged <laughs> probably. Yes. Uh, and you know he is the guy you want to hang out with. And then we have the Dimitri fans, and I can, can I can speak to this with firsthand experience. We all just want to protect this poor boy <laughs> from the <laughs> terrible, terrible world he's in. And uh, well, because I mean, if you look at pre and post time skip, what the fuck happened to this boy? Oh yes. yes. What what has the world done to you, Dimitri? <laughs> he's very very damaged and brooding and just uh -huh. i don't know i like the from a visual standpoint he looks much sexier after the time oh skip, no question i mean i i love pre-time skip dimitri he's adorable and earnest and the sweetest boy my good paladin son but post-time skip dimitri is like hmm i need to know more about this yes, yes. tell me more i have subscribed to all of your issues <laughs> whereas claude he kind of just grows a couple inches and gets a chin strap beard yeah I, <laughs> he's the same old clock i also am super not into the beard i was like buddy you don't need that actually could you yeah, exactly. what what's that about 
<laughs> it's here. I've aged. I have this chin strap beard now. He's like, look, I'm older. I can grow facial hair now. Aren't you proud <laughs> yeah. of me? That's basically what it is. The design is like, okay, we, we Claude is still the same old guy. He's still charming. He's still uh, like a bro, a friend, right? Yep. But how do we make him seem like he's older after the time? So, well, let's just give him a beard. Yeah. He like, I don't know. I guess maybe he admired Sedeth's facial hair situation uh, and like went for that because it's very similar i think he would have like been able to pull off like a d'artagnan mustache kind of thing you know something like uh something french yeah yeah that's fair yeah i don't know out of out something. of the post time skip designs his is definitely my least favorite yeah. um edelgard looks like a badass <laughs> yeah yeah she's got the princess leia hair going oh on my. she's got she she definitely like i would stand behind her in a fight hell yes <laughs> She could lead me anywhere. So you chose Blue Lions. Yep. You like the, the house. You like the students there. Has your love for the house, has that strengthened over time? Have you? I, oh my gosh. I, I will protect all of these children with my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I am playing the game uh, on stream and only on stream. So I, it's, mm. it's all out there. My first impressions <laughs> exist on the internet. I, I grabbed the game as a result of the E3 trailers. I previously was like, oh, another Fire Emblem game. I wasn't that into Fates, whatever. I'm kind of, I'm not sure how they're going to do. Saw the trailers, mm -hmm. saw the hype, was like, oh, dang. Well, now I'm invested. Uh, bought a Switch. <laughs> For, yeah, the, same here. for this game uh, and was like I'm really curious how this pure looking blonde blue eyed boy goes to this tired eye patch fur clad monster mm. please explain what happened game I want to <laughs> see this journey because it sounds like my crap and so I was like yeah I'm gonna go Dimitri that looks like that looks like my my jam and I didn't even pay attention to the actual students in any of the houses uh. like at all I didn't meet any of them until I <laughs> played the game. Um, yeah, see, I think if I saw that picture, I would have been more intrigued by Blue Lines as well. <laughs> like Because my first impression, I just saw the, the blonde, blue-eyed, mm -hmm. oh, this person, he's a knight, he's chivalrous. Mm -hmm. Like, I get the deal. You know, I don't want to join with this crew. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... Like, oh, this is the so, token hero character. I get this. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Had I seen that picture like you had, I, yeah, I might have like, yeah, Blue Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Lions, eh? Yeah, I think it was the it was the E3 trailer I saw, and they sort of very like I I think this was a masterful move on the part of the marketing, to be perfectly honest, mm -hmm. that they did show you the time skip looks of the three house leaders mm -hmm. because it figures so deeply into the story. So you have you know yeah. these fresh faced kids doing their thing and you see what they look like before and then you see how they are afterward and uh that was the thing that sold me i was like i need to know how they go from that to that what the heck is going on <laughs> have you played many fire emblem games prior to this because this is my first one yes and no uh here's why i say that <laughs> i have a weird history with the fire emblem series in that i have had a crush on it from afar for literal decades I have like every Fire Emblem art book in existence. I have read up on the material, but I always was afraid to play them because I thought I was bad at tactical games. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to love it so bad, but I was afraid to play it. Um, so Awakening was technically my first. Mm -hmm. uh, and I enjoyed it a lot and was like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought. That being said, Awakening is sort of considered the like casual, filthy casual uh, Fire Emblem oh no. <laughs> entry because they got rid of permadeath at that point. As a casual, I'm offended by that. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of like the, o, the OG Fire Emblem community yeah, yeah. type 
people that supposedly exist. There are people who are mad that Awakening exists because it got rid of permadeath. Um, mm. I I like not having to worry about losing my units forever. I don't want to stress out about that, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but I Well, in this game, you have the time travel aspect where you mm-hmm. could just, like, if somebody dies, you just go back two rounds. So I had no problem with permadeath in this game. Yeah, just because... yeah I didn't know about the, the divine pulse mechanic. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which apparently in uh, the game they did previous to this, Shadows of Valentia, which is a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden, which was like the second game. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think they had a mechanic similar to that. I haven't actually played that one. I own it. I just never got around to it because I was busy. But they have a similar thing called like Mila's Turn Wheel that lets you, you know, backtrack a handful of turns right. in case you screw up tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I was interested in is do previous Fire Emblem games have the calendar mechanic and that kind of gameplay, like mm-hmm. the visual novel type gameplay? Or is this new? Not exactly. Um, There is ostensibly a calendar, at least in my experience in Awakening and Fates. There was kind of a calendar in the sense that characters had birthdays. That's like a thing they've done. But it really wasn't anything (laughs) other than a, hey, this character's birthday is today. Yay. And that was pretty much it. This iteration, this entry in the series has expanded the not tactical map centric material uh beyond anything else in the series yeah because that's my thing that's my jam because when i saw that then it's like oh i want to play this game mm-hmm. because it reminded me of the persona series yeah. have you ever played yeah i have persona i've not played them but i am familiar with those mechanics and i'm not i'm not surprised that that has made its way in uh yeah because there is in fact uh, i am blanking on the title i would have to jump to the googles but there was essentially a a game that atlas the persona peoples and intelligence systems the fire emblem peoples uh worked together on that was essentially fire emblem mm-hmm. but make it persona <laughs> <laughs> um for i think it was for the wii u and it was all about like the j-pop idol industry type of thing and had this very yeah. persona stuff i suspect following from that they probably learned a lot of lessons from each other and intelligence systems is like this is a great idea. We're going to do that. <laughs> and it was. And the one thing that I appreciated with this game is they let you pick the gender of your character. Because mm-hmm. that's the one thing where I feel like Persona games are lacking. Is mm-hmm. that like if you want to talk to it with like players who, who like to be a mm-hmm. like female protagonist. Mm-hmm. It's like they have a harder time getting into the Persona series. Which is really great series. Which has really great games. But they just have a harder time mm-hmm. playing as a dude mm-hmm. and so i i just like the fact that you had the choice here and you could romance yeah. both genders and things like that and yeah. so it's, it just makes it more accessible yeah so. definitely that that and that's a thing um that's not entire the the gender selection of your character your avatar character is not entirely new to fire emblem they've been doing that for several entries now um yeah. this is the first time first one of that where they don't really let you customize your appearance at all uh, oh, that blows! Yeah, why they take that away? I don't. I previously it was just largely based on the portrait and much smaller, less detailed models. So I'm sure, I'm sure CGI stuff had a lot to do with it. Probably yeah. uh, cutscenes and things. Oh, that's right, the cutscenes. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, in Awakening, you could customize the look of your avatar's portrait um, pretty significantly, and Fates was the same way. Shadows of Valentia did not have avatar characters but it was a remake of a much older game anyway so meh. um <laughs> yeah i would have rather had no cutscenes and just had <laughs> 
you know, a customizable character. I just think it's it's more, mm-hmm. it just allows for just more diverse gameplay. I don't know, I, but whatever. <laughs> I just want the ability to change my costume because I am not a fan of female Byleth's costume. I, uh. I don't understand that composition. <laughs> I don't understand the lacy tights. I don't understand the random white collar. I Like, going back to Awakening, uh, you could choose the gender, obviously. You could go male or female, but they had the exact same outfit no matter what you chose. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why Why am I wearing hot pants, a midriff top, and <laughs> lacy tights? Because I'm playing female Byleth. I don't understand. I'm a mercenary. Why am I dressed like this? <laughs> Is that the armor costume that you wear to battle because don't they have a is there like a school uniform you could wear is that also that's a that's a dlc you can grab that i believe Uh, that's the first dlc they've released is like the school uniform thing um yeah i mean once you've chosen a new class uh outside of your your i think byleth begins as a commoner um (laughs) once you choose your beginner class and onward toward your other ones like obviously that is what you wear to battle (laughs) thank god (laughs) but i would like to i would love the option to just choose one of those to wear all the time instead of yeah exactly well most of the time you're in the monastery not Uh yet you know in on the battlefield so they're Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so why am i wearing hot pants yeah Uh, i'm at church yeah they made they made some interesting choices with that outfit in particular but it is what it is uh but yes moving on to general character discussion uh is there any characters you enjoy do you have a favorite oh gosh other than dimitri i guess yes dimitri is is wonderful and every interaction with him is fantastic both with uh byleth and with the other students blue lion's house in particular is like here are all of these good kids that have lived through a war and have immense amounts of ptsd and daddy issues because the family situation in fargus sucks yeah (laughs) um i don't know what it's like for the other houses but that has been my experience with blue lions in a lot of cases but you have all of these very good characters and in the cases of ones who are not very good, you start to see through the support, which is a, extremely a Fire Emblem thing. They maybe don't start off in a good place, but they e- eventually end up there through their supports with others. Or they start off in an okay place, and then you re- you dig a little deeper in the B supports, and you find out that they are less okay than you thought they were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's growth that way. Um, yeah. Which I think, like the biggest thing with Fire Emblem uh, for a lot of people is the support conversations that you gain by making your units fight close together in combat. Yeah. Um, it's as rewarding as leveling up or, you know, growing your class or any of any of those other things that you, you grow. The writing and the character growth and the relationship growth is also really, really core to Fire Emblem. And it's, I think this one might have the best ones I've seen. Uh, These supports are all really, really good and cognizant of the tone of the game itself. Like nothing gets overly silly. Like Awakening sometimes could get overly silly. Fates could sometimes get overly silly despite like really terrible things happening around you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is, this never gets too out of too out of tone for the the overall universe yeah i, I think the portrayals are very realistic mm. and mm-hmm. like it, i mean a lot of these characters are damaged in some way and it, it the way they've shown that and the way they show how the other characters support them and, and guide them through those issues it's and the growth 
throughout the story. It's, I think it's really well done. It's, I like I love looking at the support scenes. I mm-hmm. probably from a gameplay perspective messed up by just like watching them right away <laughs> instead of waiting. <laughs> the best way to handle it is to teach them first and let their morale go down uh-huh. and then do the support stuff and then their morale goes back up uh-huh. or motivation goes back uh-huh. up. <laughs> yeah, I um I have I usually just like uh, have alternated a bit between each, but I'll, I'll typically end up building up a chunk of supports after grinding in battles for a while. <laughs> and then I'll just be like, we've sat there on stream for like an hour through support conversations because we have so many to get through. <laughs> grinding makes the game super easy. It super does. Because I'm wildly yeah, yeah. overleveled at this point, but I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Especially like the fact that you can buy gifts Mm-hmm. And then if you grind, you get a bunch of gold and you could spam mm-hmm. characters with gifts and get like high support that way. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. That's how I how I've intentionally and somewhat unintentionally began to recruit characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At some point, I stopped even caring if they even liked the gift. I... You're just like, here, here. You, ev- yeah. Everybody likes owl feathers. Here, take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You want this bucket here? <laughs> just, just, just take it. There's a water can or something. Oh, there's like a watering can. Like, yeah. There's like a watering can. There's like a a fishing float or something yep. like that. Yep. That I just, yeah, I just, you know, you know what? Here, forget. It. I'm not even gonna look in this list for something you like. Just take this. <laughs> just get your 25 points of motivation. I got four more. I got, you know, oh, that I can give you. You're like here. It's I just... bought every color for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I... At first, I, I mean, I was trying to figure out what they like, and, mm-hmm. and I get, for the most part, just based on the personalities, like, you know, the, the religious people, like the goddess statues mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, they, the ones who like sweets, like the candy, mm-hmm. and or the armored teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, connecting that to, like, tea time and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you, you get a sort of, uh, like, an idea just by being with them and watching them and knowing mm-hmm. them what their likes are, but it's, it's actually a good thing that they're so, like, three-dimensional in a way that the dialogue choices that they're kind of tricky it's not yeah black and white yeah like i also that is the thing i really love how each of these various ways to gain support uh, as my cat yells <laughs> each of these various ways to gain support leans on the other ways so like you you can't just do tea time to learn about a character you can't just fling gifts uh like willy-nilly i mean technically you can yeah. but it's not as enriching yeah and all of these different things, you you get a clearer picture of the character, what they actually like, and like maybe a little little spoilery, but like Sylvain is one of my favorite characters right now because of how shockingly deep he turns out to be. <laughs> oh, really? Because he seems very shallow up front. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. Oh, he's talking about the ladies, and <laughs> that's the thing though. Like that entire aspect of his personality is not necessarily untrue. Mm-hmm. But it's just a layer on top of something yes, else below. Yes, it is. It's all a setup. It is a giant facade on top of uh, something else. And there's a, like, visually, you technically get it. If you look at him in his class changes, like, all of his armor mm. examples are black. <laughs> <laughs> this boy is like an edgelord under a trashlord's ah. uh, facade. <laughs> I've been fooled. Yes. Hoodwinked. Um, bamboozled. Yes. <laughs> I, led astray all those things yeah i do love that they they pull in very specific things about characters he's an he's my example for this again but like so each character has things that like they want you to be good at skill wise and stat wise uh 
in addition to having like supports uh, before they will join your house, since you can recruit them, of course, as part of the game. Right. Sylvain doesn't give a crap if you are playing female Byleth. He will just join you. <laughs> like straight up, you can recruit him immediately if you're not in Blue Lions. That's amazing. <laughs> if, if you're playing female Byleth, he's like, I want to join your house. What's up? <laughs> That is amazing. Like that Wait, but- that is such a tiny amazing detail. <laughs> yeah. I just I love that they've put the amount that much care into weaving the mechanics and the character personalities. I wonder if you had an inventory full of meat if you could recruit Raphael right away. <laughs> <laughs> just like lead him along like come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on boy. Come on. <laughs> Cuz that guy ever since I started going there that guy is my my favorite now <laughs> i've heard i've heard a lot of things about the immense good boy energy that he brings to the table <laughs> i haven't gotten too deep into it but the like the first support he's ta- you know he talks about like how he wants to like maybe learn a little bit about like book learning and studying i'm like Aww. i'm all in <laughs> let's Aww. do this i'm gonna turn you into the greatest mage in the land so i started putting all my stats oh my into faith and reason and we're gonna work it it doesn't get like he, it's a weakness of him it doesn't like improve at all like every time uh-huh. you fucking teach him but we're gonna get there we're gonna get him to oh, s class he's gonna be a full bone oh, mage man. by the time I, we're done muscle wizard casts fist <laughs> that's what that is um yeah and like there's this one scene that i love like when you're trying to figure out which part of the monastery they're gonna attack Mm -hmm. and he's like adamant it's the dining hall (laughs) yes yes he's like they're gonna take all the food (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so you your first playthrough was is was golden deer right no it it was actually like i told you i I went for the targaryen i i was straight Jon snow in my first playthrough and you don't want to be spoiled at all right so yeah i'm trying to yeah we'll not get into that um and unfortunately i'm only i'm around like chapter seven or so uh i'm playing more tonight i must (laughs) but the one thing that's non-spoiler i could say is very very short so that's why i think i finished one route before you mm-hmm. did it's it's it supposedly i don't know how much shorter it is but like what i've read on the internet supposedly mm-hmm. i mean it seemed long to me interesting i've heard each route clocks around like 80 hours or something like that okay uh, i've clocked in about 50 okay so so that's probably the difference and i thought it was long mm-hmm. i didn't realize it was shorter when i played it hmm. but supposedly it's it's but in any case I was satisfied with it. I don't think you get much of a full picture of what's really going on by playing the Black Eagle route. I think it's more of a supportive route. Mm-hmm. Like it's that you need to play the other deeper, longer routes mm-hmm. to sort of understand the lore better. But the Black Eagle is something that you get the other perspective. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you know the story, and then it's something you play to get the other perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would recommend playing that first. Yeah, that's. I know so many people have played that one first, and um, they are. They've been watching my stream yeah because we're all thirsty dudes that's the <laughs> oh, thing well, it's fine thirsty dudes and ladies i have many many <laughs> friends are are all about marrying edelgard as female byleth and i'm here for it uh edelgard deserves a wife i i'm going on record saying that and you can save that's the thing it's, it's uh <laughs> it, it's, you can uh, do it it's a thing you can do um yeah we'll talk about the the varying relationship things you can do in fire emblem later i think but uh <laughs> I know a lot of folks who have played through and completed the Black Eagle route or are further along than I am in it. Um, and some of them that have finished it have been sitting in my streams watching Blue Lion stuff. And we have uncovered things that, like, apparently they give you info in the Black Eagle route that's just flat out 
not correct (laughs) which is really fascinating like i love that they give you these different sides of exactly of the whole story and like the in some of the info i had dropped in my stream last night uh i literally had people in chat freaking out uh (laughs) because they had finished the black eagle route and apparently whatever happened in that this changed their perspective on what took place uh so immensely that they were like i need to go lie down And I was like, I don't understand what's going on, but I hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely a Jon Snow McQueen in your way to the end. In that route. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm really fascinated to see how... I think Black Eagles is going to be my second route and Golden Deer will be last. Uh, because I've heard Golden Deer is kind of the the route that sort of connects a lot of the dots and is like the mm. the giant air quotes lore route. That fills in a lot of gaps that open up through the play of the Blue Lions and the Black Eagles. Yeah, and I think Black Eagle and Blue Lions sort of complement each other mm-hmm. in a way, just because the close relation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Edelgard and Dimitri. So. Yep. Yeah, that's uh. It's that's what that's I'm interesting. Thinking. It's pronounced Edelgard in yes. In the English version, because I've been playing on the with Japanese voiceover, uh, so see, it's like yes. Edelgard in Japanese. Yeah, yeah I've been playing it in in English. Um, I I also highly <laughs> is it is it really doo Is it? <laughs> it's dudu. <laughs> okay. Um. Also, I, I I fully support following all of the English voice actors on Twitter because you will get a level of banter that is a delight. Oh, nice. Uh, they do it in character, is what you're saying? No, not really, but they oh. practically could be their character. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Zija, the voice of Claude, is uh, a meme lord like no other. <laughs> and people are very fond of him. Uh, Chris Hackney, who voices Dimitri, is is a pleasant but slightly snarky individual and banters well with Joe. Uh, and it's just really fun to watch. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing it in English. Uh, my reasoning, of course, is being a voice actor myself. I like to uh, dissect performances in English Uh, as much as possible and kind of pick it apart a little bit and identify choices they made. It's just an additional level of study for me. (laughs) Um, But the dub, the, the English track has been really good. I believe. That's good to hear. Yeah. I think cup of tea productions is responsible for it. And I read some where Patrick Seitz was the voice director and uh, he's aces. So I believe I, I, it's been a good, a good, good job. Um, there were a few performances or choices that I was kind of like, huh, I don't know if I would have done that, but okay, sure, I'll get behind it. Yeah, and to be fair, on the Japanese side, there are times when certain tropes or personalities that, like the Hikikomori, mm-hmm. like the Bernadette character, mm-hmm. I'm sure is much more palatable in the English version, <laughs> whereas in the, yeah. the Japanese version, there's just constant high-pitched screams, uh-huh. and it's uh-huh. just like... Yeah, no, yeah. she's uh, Bernadetta in English is voiced by Erica Mendez, and she does a really good job. She's very like she's cute without being like shrieky or or like that just indistinguishable Japanese uh, high pitched <laughs> voice. And and there's there's nuance in her performance that I really like. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I think it just depends on the character. Mm-hmm. There's some characters that are just gonna be the same both ways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure Felix is the same <laughs> dark like Sasuke character in both. Felix sides, in yeah. English is voiced by Lucian Dodge, who is really good at just being a just a jerk. Felix is just a <laughs> jerk, and I love him <laughs> so much for it. <laughs> he is he is easily one of my favorites, even though he's just. All of his supports are basically just like, screw you, screw you, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> nice. I guess you're okay. 
<laughs> also, do you want oh, a sword fight, Professor? <laughs> <laughs> That's his way of expressing love. It's just, yeah. You know, Basically. Different words for the same emotion. Basically. He just, he, he hates everyone equally, except for, I think, Annette. He tries to be nice to, and she can't handle it. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic I want to see more of. <laughs> what happens when you take Felix to tea? I haven't done that yet. Tea I should time. do that, though. Uh, yeah. um, I assume if we talk to him about swords and fighting and more swords, it'll probably go well. <laughs> I usually just <laughs> let him true. take part in the training tournament in the uh, tournaments in the training hall, uh, and he wrecks everything all the time. So I assume <laughs> nice. that makes him happy. <laughs> yeah. Who is the one character, either tea time or just dialogue or just in general, that you just can't figure out? That it's like you can't get the motivation oh. boost. Um, I've I've. I haven't done tea time a lot. I've only done it a couple of times. And I think of the I've only, of the people I've taken to tea, it's been like did you Ash Dimitri rejected me and I was sad about it for like a week. Um, <laughs> the RNG is the thing. Uh, and I've taken Linhart a couple of times cuz I was he was my first recruit from another house, so I took him to tea to try and like boost the support. Oh yeah, he's he's my favorite of the like the non-binary uh-huh. characters, I think uh-huh. Linhart is. I love. Yeah, I, just, I love yeah. him. He's so good. Uh, yeah, the fact that he loves sleep is something we I, have in, yeah. in common. Yeah, I identify hardcore with his terrible, terrible sleeping schedule yeah. <laughs> uh, and the hyperfixation tendencies. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do very well with him <laughs> either time. Like I was just okay. Uh, but he's he's a little trickier to figure out, I think, because uh, some of his likes outside of, you know, taking naps are are not what you'd expect them to be. Yeah. Uh, to do is easy. You just talk about Dimitri the whole time, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. The things he, he does for, I don't know if it's love, but it, it's something. He... It is intense, intense uh, yeah. Lord Liege devotion. Um, and it's actually really good uh, and sad. <laughs> it's really tragic anyway but yeah the the tea time is it's a mechanic i appreciate that it exists i'm just so bad at it that i don't engage in it that often yeah Yeah. well the advantage of it is just to get the extra charm boost right you get one charm each right yeah Yeah. otherwise like what's the term i keep messing up is it motivation yeah yeah Yeah, otherwise will increase and you gain support yeah, it's supposedly support. it's a really good way to build support. Yeah, support. There are other ways uh-huh. like battle gifts. I I don't think support is ever really a problem. It's just because again, it's a calendar thing where you have to kind of pick and choose. Yeah. This is what I love about it. You have to kind of pick and choose and decide what's the best thing to do. And from a technical standpoint, I think the boost to support and I think the boost to motivation aren't really worth it there's better ways of doing it. you take two people to lunch you get two people their motivation yeah maxed, right exactly and sometimes in those gifts cases don't take get, time yeah the gifts are like as long as you've got the money to cop the gifts do it um there's also <laughs> and battle doesn't take time yeah there's also the lost items um that like if you run around the if you take the time to run around the monastery each month um and grab the little blue sparklies uh, mm-hmm. where people were standing the previous month, you can usually yeah. find lost items. And giving those back to them uh, increases support as well, so it's worth doing. Uh, I didn't know that, that it was where you were standing previously. That is an amazing... Yeah, like, if you remember where the character was uh, was the last month um, and the blue sparkle <laughs> you pick up there, it, it probably belonged to that character. <laughs> so basically, Bernadette's, all her lost items are just, like... Sitting Around right her room, room. yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, so like I, the tea time is just very difficult. <laughs> it does have, I guess, I, I've gotten a perfect tea time literally once ever, I think. Uh, and it was with Ash because I know that good boy so well. Um, you like, if you do perfect at tea time, you like can examine them. Yeah. Which that's the other thing about the tea time. I'm kind of like, I don't, I'm not, I feel weird. I feel real yeah. weird at, when that happened. I was like, what am I, I don't. This is this okay? I'm their teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super uncomfortable. The thing is, is that there's a reason for doing it. You can get extra dialogue. Yeah, that's what I like. There's like two spots. That's huh. the kind of annoying thing. It's like you can actually, but toward the end, I just skipped that part because I figured, you know, it, the dialogue that they say isn't really all that important, mm-hmm. or it's it's pretty facile. It's just it's just meaningless commentary. So yeah. at that point, I was like, okay, I don't have to do this scary thing. There's no benefit to it other mm-hmm. than me being gr- creeped out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Exactly. Uh, that was the thing. I was like, I just really legit felt uncomfortable with it. I was like, yeah. this is really creepy. I, I feel creepy. Yeah. It just makes you think about, okay, who's the intended audience for this? Mm-hmm. This is, it just makes you sad about the gaming industry in general. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, this is for the people that want to stare at their waifu. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I figured out the like tea time is just something that it's not worth it unless i needed a charm boost mm-hmm. but then like what do you really need charm for in the game I, i'm not exactly sure um but charm is useful for the dancer class uh and i think if i recall correctly what i've heard i've not gotten there yet but the to get the dancer class like you need to have high enough charm to beat the the thing that happens that gets you that class mm. uh so it's probably useful in that respect but outside of that i'm not really sure yeah um, yeah it would be different if there was some kind of just advantage from a technical like mm-hmm. side that you would kind of force to do these things you know mm-hmm. you're forced to stare because it boosted your stats and you're like oh fuck you know you <laughs> do this creepy thing yeah. but you know it's 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 not because I'm a creep. It's because I really need this stat boost for the next battle. It's, you know? it's like, to me, it, it's definitely, it feels like it's probably inspired by or or uh, adapted from the, the My Room thing that they did in Fire Emblem Fates, mm. uh, which got, uh, uh, from what I understand, it got a bit censored in English because in Japanese it was like a, a skinship thing where like you, uh. you, you, you like have them in your room and you pet them and... You get like oh, an up close CG thing of them just hanging out, and it, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. weird and fan servicey in ways I don't like. Um, and it makes no sense. Uh-huh. Like, how is staring at somebody's tits gonna help you fight like I, a monster? Or I, I don't <laughs> help know. you fight a dragon or something. It's just, yeah. it's it's not. It don't make any sense to me. But like the tea time thing, where you have a chance to, I don't know, slightly ogle your students after you've had a nice tea conversation, is like the slight less weird and creepy version of that but it's still creepy and weird (laughs) yeah i don't know And like speaking of creepy and weird there is like like they're conscious of this because there is a student lorenz Mm. Uh, i've just done his c support and he's a little (laughs) creepy like he's hitting on the women he's he doesn't understand why oh my god you know women aren't all all over him and it's just like I, he's he's a little bit rapey. Yeah, I, like bad. knowing Fire Emblem doing the way it does, I assume he's going to grow out of that and reveal himself to be less of a terrible human being. But I did get that yeah, C support, hopefully. and I was like, oh, yeah. oh man, you're literally like every guy that everyone screams about on Twitter. You're the you're the my dude. You do not like you're the you're the 
guy that tries to talk to the girl with her headphones in person i hate you right now and and you know the worst part for me is like right before that i had a class and i had him and marianne work together on a horse thing and i was like oh my god i did not realize that i just put you together with this creeper and i'm like oh god you're like i'm sorry dear i'm so sorry (laughs) so it was it was bad because it was it was like just an unfortunate coincidence because i didn't know that about him at the Mm -hmm. time and then all of a sudden like oh whoops yeah like i just he came off he comes off initially like at very first blush as just the foppish kind of character then you get that c support and you're like yo dude you need to yeah. not be yeah. everything you are right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it does grow out of it, but it is kind of weird uh-huh. how they could be conscious of this um, and yet sort of reinforce those same traits in their protagonist by allowing them to do certain behavior that is just as creepy. Yeah. If not worse. And it gets so. like, there's also on some level, obviously since in Fire Emblem, you can do the, the coveted S support, the romance. It gets, like the student teacher dynamic is yes, a little inherently yes. problematic. I guess the time skip sort of can address that, but it's still a little questionable, especially since they call you professor basically forever. Yeah. <laughs> to get by, you know, using a protagonist name since you can change your name. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just <laughs> it's something that's common in Japanese games. Uh, yeah. In Persona Five, you can actually romance the teacher as a student. So well, it, it is. Well, I it mean, is bad. <laughs> it is a it is a trope. Uh, yeah. For good or ill, uh, I because this doesn't feel so like a high school setting per se. Even though these a lot of these kids are ostensibly teenagers when you begin the game. Um, it doesn't personally put me off that much. Uh, well, plus your character is roughly the same age. I don't know. Presumably, visually, right? Presumably. presumably. Yeah, there's a question mark there, but there's many times they say, hey, you're the teacher, but you're also the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Let me just restate that again. <laughs> you're the same age as me. So when we have tea time, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's like... It, it is what it is, and so be it. Japan Japan do, does. <laughs> J- Japanese anime and uh, related properties are going to do what they do, and they have their tropes, and this is one of them. Um, although on the topic of the romance, uh, this, oh. this is not the first Fire Emblem game, but it is one of the only ones that allows you to have same-gender uh, romances. Nice. Uh, I think Fates was the other one, and it was... Not amazing because you basically had literally one women loving women option and one uh, man loving man option. And that mm. was it. <laughs> uh, this is not much better. You you ostensibly have but one option uh, if you are playing male, oh, really? male Byleth. Uh, Linhart's your only option. Oh. Uh, realistically. You technically, there are other supports with... Um, uh, Two, two other characters, but they are extremely, like, no homo. <laughs> oh, and they're both, no. like, some of the older faculty people. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay. Um, so that's a little unfortunate. The the selection you get as female, Byleth, if you choose to romance a, a, another woman in the cast, your options are much more open. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but, like, Edelgard, for instance, is an option. Uh, nice. I think maybe... Dorothea and a few others but yeah it it's improved 
from past iterations. Yeah. Uh, it still has a ways to go, but that's not surprising because JRPGs are a little behind the curve on that sort of thing. It's progress, though, so that's mm-hmm. always good. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is it is much better than what we would have gotten maybe even two or three years ago. Exactly. Yeah, and I, outside of just the romance stuff, I just the game itself and the story is really engaging like the lore the mm. fact that you go to the library mm-hmm. read a books about like different houses and mm-hmm. stuff it's it really lends itself to multiple playthroughs and just seeing things from different angles so yeah i'm like really looking forward to playing all the roots it's just yeah they like they really encourage uh like the world building in this is so vast but it's also so tightly done that yeah it it want you want to learn more the more you learn the more you want to know <laughs> which is really great and makes for an extremely addictive game (laughs) how hard is it going to be though to play those other routes and know that you have to fight your friends and your dearly beloved dimitri how how are you going to handle that i'm gonna die that's how Uh, (laughs) yeah it's that is the thing like i know a lot of folks have just like on their first playthrough kind of just basically recruited everyone from every house and they're like ha ha i have everybody (laughs) i'm very intentionally not doing that because I assume Fire Emblem's going to Fire Emblem and I'm going to have to fight all of my friends uh, that I didn't recruit. And I want to see how that plays out. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Because I'm I'm cold and merciless and I like drama. (laughs) Not only that, but there's also the the head of each house Mm -hmm. and the like the doo doo. The right hand man yes. or the right hand woman yes. that are not recruitable, and those yep. are all always going to be yep. enemies, mm-hmm. frenemies. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be suck. That's going to suck. It's going to be hard. Yeah, because yeah, each each house leader sort of has their right hand person. Although weirdly, if you play the Blue Lions route, you can mm-hmm. recruit Hilda. Oh, after a certain point, uh, you are able to recruit her. That's interesting. Apparently, that is not possible in Black Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously you, there is literally nothing on, on this green earth you can do to take, to do away from Dimitri. And that seems to be (laughs) the case with Hubert and Edelgard as well. (laughs) Yeah, but that's interesting. I didn't, I mean, and just that little tidbit tells you something more about the character, you Mm -hmm. know? So Mm -hmm. it's very, very deep. Yeah. They've, or dense. They've, they've done that, that. I've said it before already, but basically the way they weave the the little elements of mechanics into the specific characters and how it imp- like how their personality or situation is reflected in the mechanics is unlike anything I've seen in other games. There's is it the ludo narrative dissonance? I think is the word. <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Yeah, like where where the mechanics and the narrative like don't always add up or like they sort of mm-hmm. directly clash. There's mm-hmm. a lot less of that here. Yeah, it's really incredible. The, yeah, <laughs> I mean it literally boosts support when you have people fighting together. Mm-hmm. It's just it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. How just that little gameplay aspect translates to the narrative beats uh-huh. and. It also when you're in the monastery. It also forces you to make some very specific decisions when you are on the battlefield of like ah, if you are specifically trying to get a certain pair of characters to have supports, <laughs> you're like it, it, it changes your tactics. Exactly. Because <laughs> you yeah. like have to figure out, okay, how can I get these two to stay next to each other on the field? Is that gonna be subpar or not, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera? Um, it's just a, a layer of choices. Yeah. <laughs> I think for a while I just had like this like a, one of those Spartan formations. I don't know what they're called where they're all just huddled together <laughs> just like a, right. a mass clump uh-huh. and you're just like turtling your way yep, forward yep, so yep, that's... one step at a time so everybody can get supports from each other it's just yeah yeah that i mean that that's very early early fire emblem 
<laughs> that's what I was doing early on too. Uh, over time, you start to have to spread out because the fields just get much bigger. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's very... I, def- I definitely have like framed my tactics around who to keep together for supports. <laughs> it's weird, but I've had to do it. Yeah, and there's actually like stat boosts that mm-hmm. characters get depending on like if so- a certain people are like or a certain person is next to them yep. or whatnot. It's just yeah, it's it's all it's pretty dense. And yeah. so yeah. I I recommend if people haven't played it via Switch because most people don't have Switches. And play it. <laughs> I 2019 is shaping up to be the year of the Switch. Uh, and yeah, going yeah. into 2020, there's a lot of good stuff coming out for this little system. And it's portable, so that's uh-huh. another benefit. So you can take uh-huh. it on the road, take it to the coffee house or whatever. Yeah, that is one thing with Fire Emblem. Uh, I mostly play it connected up and docked and uh, use my monitor and whatnot because streaming. But I have played mm-hmm. it handheld a little bit. If I had one criticism, uh, it is that the UI is not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> when you play it on handheld, like that font is tiny. Oh, it is hard to read. I don't know why they didn't like maybe optimize it for. Uh, and, and it seems to be a problem with the English version because I've seen screenshots of the Japanese and mm. the, the font seems to be considerably bigger um, mm. for whatever reason in the English version. It's like it's real tiny. Like I have to squint and my eyes are not bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably because of the way the language is written. Like mm-hmm. Japanese, you can spam a lot of kanji, a lot of characters mm-hmm. that you can yeah. say more with less symbols. Yeah, I guess. exactly. It's more it's more yeah. uh, dense, like informationally yeah. dense compared yeah, to English. Yeah, exactly. So with English, it's it's probably just that they had to like shrink it to make it fit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's unfortunate because it really messes up the portability aspect that I was just kind of touting a second ago (laughs) like i mean you can still play it but it does it it makes it maybe a little bit more mentally taxing i think for long long stretches of gameplay well it's a game where you have to read a lot Uh so it's yeah i don't think it's it's a good idea yeah but that put it on your tv or your computer play it that way hook it up to some kind of a monitor and you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) all right is there anything else you want to add about (sighs) this game I think we've we've covered all the good stuff. Uh, what is your what is your favorite favorite person? In the- I don't know. I don't know if I have one yet. I mean, I think just based on my personality, Claude is going to be that guy. But mm. you know, right now, me and Raphael we're bros. I'm I'm hooking him up. I'm training him, <laughs> teaching him that you magic. Know, we got the, yeah, we got the montage going on. The music. It's just you know, okay. just, he's book learning. So, so right now, uh, I don't really have a favorite. I like from my first playthrough is probably Dorothea mm-hmm. and Linhart. Yep. Those are my babies. Yep, yep. <laughs> so so are you I have to ask, with Raphael the the grand the grand mage, are you ultimately aiming to take him in the route of like a bishop or are you gonna go dark mage, Raphael? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think his Faith doesn't have like a double red arrow. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the double weakness. So I want you want to you want challenge Pope, Pope him, Raphael? No, no, I, that's the easy route. Oh. I think. I think his healing, he healing comes more natural to him. Ah. I want to make him a, a dark mage because okay. <laughs> it's harder. It's just it's the thing he sucks at. It's his weakness. So. Oh my gosh! 
Uh, I need you. Let me know how that shakes out. I'm real curious. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, he's going to be both. He's going to be he's going to be able to you know mm-hmm. wield fire and ice and healing and destruction. It's he's he's going to have that power. He's going to be the wisest wizard in all the land. Oh, he's boy. basically going to be Dumbledore. People are going to come to the the school. I forget what it's called. The monastery. Uh, Garrick and Mont, yes, yes. Thank you. They're going to come there, and he's going to be their Dumbledore. I'd... He's just going to be introduce everybody. He's going to give everybody a piece of meat, let it chew on it for a second as they train their minds, Super learn the ways of magic. I, I, I am, I am down for this future in Fodlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm really excited about that. Hopefully, his supports don't send me in another direction where I regret my decision like <laughs> I did previously with Edelgard. You know, you never know. We'll see. All right. Well. It was great having you on. It was great catching yes, up. Yes, thank you. Yes. It's, it's so good to just yell incessantly about this brilliant, yes, brilliant yes, game. Yes, yes. I love it so much. It's, it's amazing. So play it. Yes, play it. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye.